welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. I want to welcome all of our new listeners in the past week that have signed up for the show. I believe that they heard the interview we did with Mr. Charlie Goldsmith, star of TLC's The Healer. And a lot of people signed up. A lot of people wanted to get a, a healing themselves with Charlie. And I want to bring to your attention that we do not have direct access to Charlie Goldsmith. However, we can pass along any requests you do have to Charlie's publicist. So please send me an email, ryan at outerlimitsradio.com, and I'll be more than happy to pass it along. On our program tonight, we have two other healers. These two ladies have got amazing hearts, and they want to work with you. They want to do whatever they can to do whatever they can to take away the pain that's in your heart. Same thing, I, same thing, I want to do the same thing as well. So the next couple of shows, we are going to be devoting to healing and recovering from pain, both physical and emotional and spiritual. Let us begin tonight's program. Ms. Sherry Getton, Ms. Deborah Martin, welcome to the program. Thank you for being with us today, and thanks for the healing energy. Thank oh, you. So welcome. Thank you we for allowing honored. us yes. to be here. And we learn more about them by going to their website first, your website, by DebraAndSherry.com. All right, can you please tell us about your shared near-death experience? Yeah, I'll let you um, start, this Deborah. This is Deborah. Thank you. Um, what happened in um, on one twenty one twelve is I was very sick. I was being seen by um, Mayo Clinic, and they were having a hard time figuring out what was wrong with me. And when um, I was desperate, I lost all hope. I was the point where I was pretty much saying, God, please take me now. I was in extreme pain. I lost all dignity. And Sherry showed up at my home on a Sunday, which is, you know, an hour away. But when she showed up, it was unannounced. And we each have children at home at that time. It wouldn't be something that she would just show up at my door. So when she did, I was like, um, why are you here? And when she showed up, she um, said, well, I'm just here to check up on you. And, and we talk every day and she could tell that I was in labored breathing and she knew she had this urge that she had to get up to me. And um, Sherry, you can tell what happened after that. Yeah. So what happened is I, I had woken in the morning and Deborah had had several dreams that, you know, she saw her family by her bedside that she was not going to be here. And, um, you know, this is my best friend here. And I, I woke up one morning with this urgency, this strongest pull ever you need to go to her house now so I literally got out of bed threw on some sweats and I went to her house unannounced because I knew she'd say oh no don't bother don't come but when I saw her I was shocked I hadn't seen her for a while and she was gray and she looked pale she was under 100 pounds and and I knew it was this is now or never this was something you know that had to be done but I didn't know the magnitude of what was going to happen. And so I just asked her, you know, Deborah, can we just go into your bedroom and pray? And um, so she said, you know, yes, we can, just because she knew I came that way. And so she was giving me that. So what happened when we went in her room was, um, I guess, crazy. None of us expected it. But I um, placed my hand on her head because I knew I, you know, we were praying and I knew there's just something in me that said you need to anchor her. And then, you know, Deborah, you can explain what happened when I placed my hand on your head. So well, I was laying down and Sherry placed her hand on my head and immediately I felt like I was transcending out of my body. And I felt light. I felt weightless. I felt like I wasn't, I didn't have to breathe. And I could feel like I was floating up. And I was describing to her how I was having this feeling that I was going somewhere, but I didn't know where. And I could see this light. It was beautiful white light. And I just kept going to it. And as I kept going to it, it got brighter and brighter and brighter. And then I saw these arms reach out for me. And I'm like, Wow, they were grand. And it was like a white robe on the arms and then these beautiful hands. And what happened is now I was able to see, like, it was like my spirit was seeing what was, what was happening. I saw God and God was holding me. 
So I'm witnessing my body being held by God and my hair was draped down his arms. And I was like, wow, I must really be sick as God's holding me. And he placed my body on a beam of light. And I now was in spirit standing next to God. And I could see a coffin next to my body that was laying on this beam of light. I wanted so bad to go in that coffin because it was a glass coffin. It looked like the most beautiful coffin I've ever seen. And I'm like, can I just please go sit in it? And Sherry was, Sherry could hear because I was telling everything that I was seeing. I was voicing and, and sharing like, I'm not in any pain. And, and I was crying at the same time because I felt yeah. so much love. And, and I was like overwhelmed with this feeling of, of, of honest. And, well, so how does Sherry see then, this? How is she seeing this? Um, Sherry I, is seeing it by me sharing. Yeah. And so I could, what was happening is I, I knew something, because I knew I had to put, place my head there. So she's crying. So I, I knew she was someplace else. I just intuitively, I know that sounds really weird, and but I just knew it. And so she's describing what she's seeing, and she's describing this coffin and, and she's like, I'm in no pain, and there's so much love. And she was being held in God's arms as she's, with, you know, telling me all this, these things that are happening. And I'm in kind of in panic mode. Like I, I didn't come here for this. Like I, it was like, wow, what's happening? So things just started happening very quickly. So I, I knew, you know, she was crying. She was sharing what was happening. She was saying, oh my God, I feel so much love. It's so beautiful. And then, you know, then you can share what happened next. So, yeah, it was it was crazy. It happened quick. So at the moment, I didn't think it was crazy. You're just in the mode. You're there. You're in the moment. You're not thinking of anything else. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, I need my friend to come back. And that's all I'm thinking. It's like, you know what? She needs to be here. I'm here for a reason. And I'm in that mode. And she's in the mode where I, I just don't want to be here anymore because I feel so much love. So well, and it's like this too. Yeah. When when I, when I'm there, I'm describing in so much detail that it becomes almost like you're visually seeing a movie take place in your mind because you're part of it. Well, so I just, so you're, part there, of that. you're there. You're seeing God, and what is the reason why you're there? And what's God like? Do you feel like God is part of you? Do you feel God is outside of you, greater than you? Are you seeing this perception of being with God from the human perception, or have you kind of? toss aside your body and not even, you know, for, have you forgotten your aspect of humanity? Have you taken on a different form? There was, there was, mm. there's several different forms that I felt. One, I definitely saw the arms and the hands and, 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 and being held. I was being held and I knew that this was God by the intensity of love that was there. And it was as if I knew God, I've met him before. There was no question. It was just you, you, you have that connection. God's all love. And my pain was gone. And the pain that I was going through was I had, um, was experiencing pain in my lower right abdomen where if I took just a teeny bit bite of cracker or even a teaspoon of water, I'd be in excruciating pain for like 24 hours as if I was in labor. And so I couldn't eat, and then I lost all um, control of my bowels, so I couldn't go anywhere. And so I just would lay in fetus position for, in pain. And if I had to go to the doctor, that would mean really, like, concentrating for two days, knowing I'm going to get to that doctor appointment and I'm going to make it there because I literally couldn't have anything in my system. Um, so... When you're in that extreme pain for so long and then all of a sudden it's gone, there's something happening. There's, there's, this is, this is like breathtaking. This is like, like, I don't want to go back. Why would I want to go back and feel in pain? Why would I want to go through suffering? Nobody can find what's wrong with me. Why would I want to leave this place that was so beautiful and so full of love that I've never felt before that is so deep within me that that when I speak about this, it brings me to tears because it's a connection that, that goes deep to my core. 
that I can't un, that I can't deny, and it's it's sometimes unexplainable because I'm the one that went through it. Well, no. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then God told me that I was going to have a conversation with Him. Now people ask, well, what did God look like, or what were you seeing? Um, it was as if I didn't really have to see him. I could hear him in my mind. I could see, I saw eyes at one point where they were these blue, blue eyes. Um, but it was more of an intuitive connection where I'm speaking mind to mind, spirit to spirit, soul to soul, um, just and I'm hearing, I'm hearing the voice. And so when I connect to God, it's like I'm connecting to my God, but I believe everybody has their own God, but God is all one. So he'll come in many forms for people to know who they are and to understand that it is their God for you to recognize them when it's your time. So I'm having this conversation with God and God tells me that I was on borrowed time and it's my time right now. But that we're all born with a life contract. And my life contract is over, but he is the only person that can can change it. And that I have a new mission and a new duty. But if I would sign this contract on 121.12, all numbers are reversible. Do not re- And so is what you have. So I questioned. Here I'm questioning that. That means my health is going to be fine? I'm going to be healthy? Because if I can be healthy... Then I'll go back. But if, if i got to go back being sick, I don't want to. So he showed me the contract. And I always say to Sherry, I should have read all of the contract because I only read part of it. And coming back, um, if I would have knew everything that we had to go through to do this work, um, I may have <laughs> thought twice because we've had to lose everything. Can I ask you this? When you were up there, when you were there talking to God and you're asking God to say, you know, say, well, you can go back. Did you ever say, well, listen, Mr. Almighty, Mr. All-Powerful, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you, it takes a lot of effort for me to do this. For you, it's like snapping a finger. Why don't you snap your finger and do this? So we can avoid this pain process altogether. Why even do this? I mean, did, is there, do you ever have any uh, doubt in your mind to the logic of how God works. I mean, I'm sure that in the experience, it was probably amazing. You're feeling this incredible, unconditional love and experience, an experience unlike any other. But do you think that in that state, when you are immersed in that love, that it could blind you from questioning the true intentions of, of God? You know, I'll I'll I did that. question. This is Sherry. <laughs> I, yeah, this is Sherry, and she was... She she was questioning because she was she saw some words that popped out and so she's having this conversation she's explaining everything out loud and she's like health does that mean I'm going to come back like she's going down the the line and she's having this conversation I'm like Deborah just sign it because she was questioning and she was in this mode and I was you know in this panic mode like this is my friend I don't want to lose you I knew she was on the edge I knew this this. It just, I knew it. This was it. And so she was questioning. And, you know, she had an eight-year-old daughter back here at home. And, and she was, you know, questioning not coming back because of all the pain. But she definitely, and I was like, what? What are you doing? And I, you know, I actually got mad at her. And I said, you know, it wasn't funny at the time. But I said, you know what? Deborah kept saying, I didn't come here for, for this. You need to sign the contract. And so then she, she did finally sign it. And, um, you know, we have, you know, when we came back, both of us, um, everything was heightened, her her mediumship ability, her healing ability, my healing ability, but we also lost everything. We Everything we that brought us comfort. Did you have a marriage? All financial, marriage. Okay. So your marriage? Oh, um, mine, do you want to answer collapsed. that, Deb? Yeah, I'll answer it because I did question God and I saw the word health. I saw the word abundance. I saw the word prosperity i saw the word voice okay well health isn't clear enough to me so i questioned the word health and i saw the ly go next to it like okay 
Sherry, in the meantime, is asking me to come back and come back now. And I'm saying, can you, like, give me a few more minutes? It's really nice up here, and I'm not in any pain. And I did eventually come back. And when I did come back, Sherry, with her naked eyes, saw my spirit enter my body. Wow. That changed her life forever. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say we lost everything, um, I knew I came back a different person. Sherry asked me, is this you, Codette's coming back? I knew that something had changed. I knew when God said that I was going back. Health, health meant not only healthy for me, but I would be helping others with their health. Voice, I always thought, was a mediumship voice. I now take over the voice to share with them what I hear the words coming from God, to find the root of the problem of what they're dealing with. And and it sounds like how dare you say that you have you're using his voice, but how dare I not say it's coming from a higher source I call God, we call God, because it's so extraordinary and the 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 frequencies and the vibrations that we're connecting to, we can't say it's 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 us that he's using as his instruments, but we're seeing miracles, true miracles but, that are but, happening right in front of us. But Deborah, let me ask you this: How how dare you not consider the idea or, no, or notion that the perception you feel is God is maybe one point of attention of infinite consciousness, and you being another focal point of attention of infinite consciousness? And who's to say that you and the being or perception of God in that particular moment are not on the equal are not at the same equal level playing field because you're both part of infinite consciousness. So why was the the God you perceived to be greater than you? Why was God greater than you? Were you, you perceiving God to be the totality of infinite consciousness? Were you perceiving God to be a being within the totality of infinite consciousness? I believe in both. I believe um, that we are all one with God. God's within us. But the, what's coming through mm-hmm. are things that only God knows about each person. So I would say, yes, he's grander than me because I don't know anything about that person. But everything's coming yeah. out about them. It can come out uh, what manifested in their, their body to be breast cancer could have been abuse that this person had when she was seven. And it comes out saying, I'm so sorry that your father abused you at the age of seven. And this is a distant. We know nothing about anything that they have. If they have cancer, nothing. We know nothing. But God tells us every time exactly what's wrong with them and why it happened. And so when we send them the recording of their healing and they listen to the words, they know there's no way we would know what happened to them at age seven. You're facilitating a frequency or connection with God, but is it also possible that you are tapping into the Akashic Records or tapping into the universal mind frequency. I'm just wondering, what are, sure. what, could be, what, what is information that is pure information that is coming from uh, the, the infinite mind? Or what is information that is coming from a perceived separate being, which is you perceive to be God? What is the difference between that information and the information well, coming from God? I, I feel that it is God because there will be a presence that will enter our room. It's it's a presence of an energy, and the energy it, it shifts our entire room. We feel so much love in the room, like when I was in when I was in that altered space, you know, that I called heaven. Um, that comes into the room, and not only do Sherry and I feel it, the client who's on the table feels it. So there's a shift happening. So is it just coming from the conscious mind, um, or are we tapping? Is God coming into the room? Or could that be both? You know, it, I think what we're feeling and what other people are are are, are experiencing, and are and what's transpiring and, and witnessing these transformations within each person, it takes Sherry and I and the person to our knees every single time, saying, "Oh my gosh!" Um, yeah, and look, I think Ryan. Um, yeah, and Ryan, you know, um, what I'm feeling is. Um, you know, I'm feeling uh, all that energy, like the energy comes through my hands. Deborah's describing she becomes one, she becomes their proxy. So she's feeling everything on the body. Um, I'm feeling the energy coming through. But 
I think the general feeling is just this abundance of love and it's this heart connection. And I, you know, it sounds so silly, you know, love heals. And it's like that, the, the feeling in the room is just this, this greatest love that you can ever imagine and tapping into that frequency and then um, touching this person's soul and giving them information that they didn't even realize that they had kind of laying dormant. And so when that's unveiled in the healing session, they're crying because it, it, you know, this information would mean if we gave this information to you, it'd mean nothing, but to someone else, it means everything. So it's just this feeling of undeniable love and um, compassion. And then, you know, and then to witness true miracles through doctor's records, you know, cancer being healed in one week without any um, doctor's treatment. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, and I think everybody, they could, you know, we consider ourselves to be spiritual. So we feel very strongly because of our near death that it is God, but everybody has their own connection. It could be whatever God that you connect to. So, you know, we, we're not saying, you know, it, we say we connect to God, but we know that, you know, we're, Whatever you are connecting to, I think we're all kind of talking about the same energy, the same thing, same just in different languages, maybe. Well, it, yeah. I don't know how you guys react to this, but I, I'm actually not a fan of God. I mean, I, I love, I love uh-huh. pe- certain people doing peace and mm-hmm. love, compassion, but I'm not a fan. And actually, when I'm dead, I kind of don't want to hang out with God. I kind of want to be on my own with other frequencies and like-minded yeah. frequencies because – I just this idea. Well, oh, you got to come back, and you got to go through pain and the suffering, and it's got to be this way. I don't believe it. I think that there's another way out of it, and I would think that if this being is presenting itself to be at God, I'm not impressed with it. I'm not impressed with its with its perception or its evolution. Shell. I don't care how justified or how perfect it thinks it is. I don't believe it. I think there's another way out of it, and I believe as all parts of infinite consciousness. We have an obligation not only to challenge ourselves to transcend our pain, but also to think higher, even if it means challenging every sacred, every sacred cow, including God. And I was wondering, for both of you, what was the mm-hmm. hardest thing that you had to deal with this in this lifetime? And did you challenge God? Did you challenge yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I resonate with everything you're saying because... You know, you understand, you know, uh, Deborah and I are doing this work and, oh my gosh, this is the hardest work we've ever done because people, you know, say we're evil, that we're, you know, we're doing this, we, we you know, our marriages, um, you know, didn't work out because our husbands were like, you're crazy, why are you doing this healing work? And, um, you know, losing all financial stability and, you know, Deborah comes back and, and she is healed and, but it's like, wow my life is so hard right now. Like I'm, I'm coming back to do this. It's, it's really painful. And, you know, um, where you have all these skeptics and these people, you know, kind of bashing you and, you know, it's, it's not an easy path. So we definitely have gotten on our knees and questioned, but we, you know, we, we just have this, you know, I, I guess just because of what we experience that we, we never doubt, we never deny, but we also honor and accept what everybody, you know, your belief is your belief. And, and, you know, I have such respect for that. And so I think everybody has their different paths and they're different. There's not all, you know, just one set way, but we, you know, we believe in what we do because of our experience. And, um, you know, so, so that's kind of where we come from, but we definitely have questioned, I mean, our humanness, we've gotten on our knees because, you know, it, it, it's a hard path and, you know, just trying to, you know, tell people you're a healer, <laughs> talk about people going, wow, right. you know, it, it's not been easy. And um, so it, it's, this is probably the hardest path. Um, you know, we're both mothers of four and, you know, our lives were joyous and we had kids and it was really simple. And now we've taken on this new path and it's been hard. And, oh my goodness. But we, we stand so, Yeah. Right, so he, and I know you probably wonder, like, why would it be so hard? And and I and I know you say that um, there's many people out there say, I don't, God, we shouldn't have to have these lessons. And and you know, church, I believe a lot of churches also, you know, put a lot of fear in in you. So there's there's different reasons why people feel or or why they're against God because of 
what we have made it all up to be. And I have to say for me, and I think speaking for Sherry too, it's if I didn't trust the words that were coming through or seeing the miracles that were happening right in front of our eyes, then I I couldn't do this work. I couldn't. I couldn't say the words that I say to each and every person if I didn't have the trust and the faith in where I think it's coming from. And so that's where I say, you know, we're bringing light, we're bringing hope, we're bringing love to each and every person that we touch, physically, spiritually, and, so and emotionally. That's wonderful. I'm just kind of curious. You both, you both have four kids, and your kids scrape their knees, and they go <laughs> to run for the band-aids. Do either one of you go, listen – Stop it with the band-aids. We, we, we're healers. Mommy Our kids and Deborah are healers. We don't, need, <laughs> we don't need the band-aids. We'll, we'll heal that stuff. Stop wasting money on band-aids and bandages. We'll take care of that. Actually, I know that everybody, they do get hurt, and, we, and that yeah. is real. And we do have to sometimes feel in, to heal. I mean, I was in pain for – something happened in my body that I had to go through – physically, but I had to go deep within to release a lot that I was holding for many, many years. And once I surrendered and released what I was holding on to, then I was able to, it, it was able to heal that area. And that's what happens with these, with these healings is we're touching someone and we're able to go, okay, you had this instant instance where you were being bullied when and and this child didn't know or this this teenager didn't know that we knew that she was being bullied and this is where you don't feel deserving and loved and and everything comes through for them so when you're when you're touching that and you're and then the person's crying and saying oh my gosh how did you know this and i don't feel deserving and you you see that light go on in them saying you just you just healed everything that I've been hurting deep down within. You found that root. There's just, it's just uh, um, an honest of what we get to do every day. We never know what we're going to see, but when we're, when the sessions are over and it's time to go home, we go, how do we transition from well, this to going back to living a normal life? Because What's happening in the in in our healing room and or when we're healing in a hospital or wherever we're going, it's it's like you are in another dimension. Really? So you do this here. Yeah. So what, what typically happens? You, you see someone. Do you visually see something? Do you visually see something within them? And you feel it, and then you go, okay, well, this is something that we we detected is very painful for you. We're going to go out and do. We're going to facilitate a channel some energy that's going to make this pain go away. Yeah. I'll, let me I'll describe have, that. Um, okay. So, yeah, so what, what happens is Deborah will become their proxy, So or the person will be in there, and so she becomes one with that person. So I'm sending the energy. So as a healer, it's really cool because I can feel the energy. I know where to go on the body. I go to the, you know, I feel the frequencies. It comes through my hands, and it gets more intense in certain areas. And like we said, we don't want to know anything about the person when they come in. We don't want to know what they have. And it makes it, you know, then, you know, humanly, we'd want to go right to that area. So we don't want to know anything about that person. So what happens is Deborah will say, will say their spiritual surgeon's coming in. They're working in this area. So she's describing the tools they're using. She's um, describing what's happening. Oh, my gosh, there's a pain. And then, you know, oh, I just saw this vision of when you were four years old. I'm being shown this is where it all started. And so, and it's, it's crazy because I'm, some of the things that are said, Ryan, I'm like, whoa, that's out there. Like, whoa, what if that's wrong, you know? And it's it's always right. It, it, it's crazy. And, and so I, I'm like Deborah's biggest cheerleader going, wow, like she's, you know, she's so spot on. And then, yeah. And so also, you know, um, people will come to greet their loved ones. So Deborah will be able to take them to this space. Um, she calls heaven that she's able to go to these spaces and they're they're able to have these moments with their loved ones. So Deborah will be the spiritual surgeon will come in and then she'll say, oh, a loved one just came in the other side. They're on this area. So it's it's crazy. There's different things. And as a healer, I'm going to the different areas and um, 
you know, I'm feeling the love. I'm really connecting with that person as, as a human being, as, as, you know, that I love them so much. It's crazy the love I feel for that person when they're in the room. But to have her then saying, oh, my gosh, there's a loved one spiritual surgeons are working on. And then Deborah's going through the pain, but the person on the table's not. Yeah, it's, and sometimes I've come to the point and I'll look down because she goes under the table and we have a it's it's it is it is um a method that's just been organic but I'll look at her and I'll say you know you, or she'll have to hang on to my ankles sometimes but you know we've seen miracles and we know that when people come in that they're transformed we see it so it's cool but um back to our kids too Brian you were saying um you know what what are your kids you know I, I think my kids it's like we're so normal that our kids don't even kind of know what we do. So we go to our <laughs> healing room, we do that, and we're, it's like two different, you know. So I'll say something to my kids, and they'll be like, yeah, right, okay, Mom. You know, they don't listen to us, and um, mine don't anyway. Um, I think they kind of do, and they take things in their own stride because they have their own path. But um, they do when you know, they want to, when, when they need help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when we get into that healing room, it's crazy. It becomes so serious. We'll be, you know, we're... My daughter will be like, Mom, you need to bring this to the school for me or whatever. And then we get into that healing room. It becomes very serious. And it's something that, you know, we don't take lightly. We we turn everything off and we're there. And then when we leave, we're, we sometimes go, now we know why nuns stay where they do so they don't have to leave. Because <laughs> we want to stay there. Yeah, and it's, it, takes a lot, it takes a lot of energy, too, for us. I mean, we're, we're tabbed out. Um and it takes we have to stay balanced and eat correctly i mean it takes a lot to do the work that we do and and sherry and i when when if if a person is you know in another we do healings around the world so if someone's in another country we just ask them to send us their picture and then i am actually on the table and the picture's on top of me and so then that's what's really i think the most fascinating science wise is you're seeing that this i'm we only see the person and i'm laying there but i'm able to voice and feel everything that that they're experiencing whether it's physical whether it's spiritual whether it's emotional or whether it's grief and then when you send that to them and they're like they knew nothing but they know everything how that's when it's really that that that's when for us we're like Okay, this was a wild ride, this one, but I went through a lot of pain, so I don't deny it. And we voiced what we, we trust what we have to say, and off we, you know, off goes the email with the MP3, and, you know, might be going to Shanghai, China, and we found out, and by the time she received her MP3, she was healed before she even listened to it. Oh. So it's just crazy how the energy can travel, and Sherry's, Sherry will go to these spaces. My eyes are closed. She'll go to the spaces before I'm even there. So that's cool. How you, you could see how we work in unison. I might be going, oh, my gosh, my heart hurts. And she just already was on the awesome. heart. So she's being told in her mind to go to those areas. She places the healing in or she's pulling out what the body doesn't need. Have it's you guys miraculous. A, I guess I've had a fight where you're just like, you know what? Uh, I'm tired of you. You just kind of like, listen, that's it. I'm not giving you any more healings until you apologize for stepping on my toe. Has that ever happened? Because if we get an argument, for refuse to give each other healing. For, 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 for me and her, yeah. we give each other healing? To me? Absolutely. Because I, oh, I, mean, no, I we think don't. those are with my friends. And I go, that's it. I'm not talking to you for a week. You guys ever have that happen before where you're just like, you know, nah. yeah, we're sometimes, Down yeah, we're, we're like sisters. So we call each other soul sisters. But I, the one thing that we do that is amazing and, and we are, our lives, it's crazy, Ryan. We, Grew up. I grew up in Montana. She grew up in Wisconsin. My dad was a beer distributor. Her dad was a beer distributor. I have two sisters. She has two sisters. So our lives have it's always paralleled each other. So we definitely, you know, have have had sisterly things happen. But when we get into the room, you know, that's one thing where it just, you know, you we turn it off and turn it off, and that's it. So. Yeah, so I don't step on her. I'm good that way. <laughs> I, I, I respect her. Yeah, and I and and it's no, we do respect. Also, and if we if one of us are yeah down, we help each other. Yeah, and and that's why you know sometimes she'll be going through pain, and I'll look and I'll be like, oh gosh, or I'll you know hang on to me, take some of my energy. So we really watch out for one another, and and um, 
you know, we, um, I think, you know, some of the things that, that Deborah says are so far out there, but I trust everything she's saying. You know, I'm in the room going, oh my gosh, you're telling this person, um, she went, she once had this guy, I'll give you an example. He, she said that he witnessed, um, his dad punching his mom when he was 10 years old. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> now I hope this is right. Cause you just, you know, this, and he got done and this guy was very serious. And he goes, yeah, that did happen. And it did shift me. I didn't know what to do after that. So, um, yeah, it, it, it gets a little, um, you know, we, we definitely, um, we leave there and we're like, wow, that, what just happened <laughs> during our, yeah, our session? And, and we uh-huh. have the, the most skeptic people come in and that's, that's, we welcome that because when you see someone that's like, you know, the walls are up and nothing's going to happen here and all of a sudden you touch on something deep within the core that only they would know and they look after, look at you afterwards like, who are you? Well, no, it's pretty amazing. We actually had, uh, Charlie Goldsmith from TLC's The Healer on our show, and, he, and he, it's pretty amazing. I think that some people are able to tap into it and do this work, and they get some wonderful. One thing I noticed when I went to your site, just again, your website is DebraAndSherry.com, D-E-B-R-A and Sherry, S-H-E-R-I. So there's one R, I.com. Yeah. I noticed that uh, there's some Christian symbolism that one of you guys, are, one of you are wearing a crucifix. Are you both devout Catholics? Is is, Christ, is Christianity part of who you are, do you think that um, some of the work that you're doing could, do some people within Christianity find that uh, your work a little scary because it, it seems like it's very unusual, but it's amazing. Yeah, I think everybody um, thinks it's very unusual. There's no one that thinks, but um, I'll speak this to Sherry. Um, I, I just consider myself to be spiritual. I think I have a deep spirituality. I've always had this um, within me. Um, I, I don't, I'm not a religious person. Um, I, you know, I, I, you know, believe in God. I pray with God. I, I have my connection with him, but I don't consider myself to be, um, spiritual. And I'll let you answer, Deb. Well, I feel the same way, but we started our healings at a, the Logo Center. And the Logo Center was, it's like a non-denominational church. And they do a lot of work and study of Edgar Casey. And so we were working and compared to Edgar Casey, and um, and also of John of God. So they were looking and seeing this, and so with the miracles that they were witnessing at that time, um, they had a room there that we would facilitate out of. They they ordained us as healers of of um, in their faith of saying, you know, this is coming. From a higher source. Ministers of healing. Um, but, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so I look at that as, you know, that's a badge of honor. I mean, we're, that they were, they're looking at us where it, we weren't weird. They were accepting us and wanting to spread the word that, you know what, there are healers out there. There are people that can make a difference. We're not telling you to stop seeing doctors, but we're saying it can go hand in hand. And so, the more healers there are and the more we can bring awareness that this can help because, you know, we do take on in our own life. We all have our own journey and we do take on a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. And if we don't deal with it and just push it aside, it's going to come out another way. And that's where it's like, or you just need that little help because you're not able to release it or go to those spaces. And that's what healers can do for you. So I think that it's a wonderful way to show people that we are open to all um, all religions and we are um, open to anyone. And you don't have to be religious. Yeah. And they don't have to say God. And we don't have to say God. We've said that one person came in and said, can you just not say God in this session? And we're like, that's fine. We know where it's coming from. If that's going to make her feel better, that's fine. Yeah. So it's really a balance of everything. But we're honored when when churches will ask us, you know, do you want to come speak for us? That's you know, wonderful. We did, we did a it's, – it's a wonderful thing to show and to give hope. I mean, I lost all hope. I was done here on earth. Once you lose hope, you have nothing. 
Sherry gave that hope back to me. And that's what I felt, so, you know, my miracle. And, and Sherry, yeah, uh, and I think... No, I was just going to ask that. Deborah, when sorry. you had died, oh, you guys had a near-death experience, were you already a psychic medium prior to that happening, or did you... We we just sorry. The, the question I want yeah, to ask I you, was I was a medium. Okay. I was a medium so before. So after I was experience, did your experience, did your powers grow substantially? Mm, yeah, they did. I I call them medium on steroids because oh, wow. we have mediums that are well known <laughs> that have come in and had he, healings done, and and they look and go, whoa, no one's doing this. Um, that is quite incredible what you're doing and it's because it's just taken to a whole nother level i mean if you could bring a loved one into the room and that loved one on that table can have a connection where they really felt their embrace and they really saw them yeah or going deep within and feeling somebody's pain i mean it it, it's so much more in depth than what just a medium i'm not going to i don't want to say just a medium but it's just like i feel like my mediumship and my healing work, if you put those two together, that's what I say. It's medium on steroids. It's beyond. Well, so you communi- yeah. communicate facilitation with, with the spirits much faster. They come through much clearer because you've already been there. Like, hey, you know, mm. we already know. It's, it's just like. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly. You, you put it on. So when Deborah lays on the table, I connect in the, with her temples, with her eyes, and then with the other person. So the three of us are connecting. And the minute that I place my hands by her um, eyes, she connects. She's there. She's in this different space. And so sometimes it'll take her a while to, to, to get back, but she's able to. I feel like my job is to anchor her. So it's like her body's there, but her spirit is someplace else, and she's taking these people. So the things she's seeing, um, I'm always there on the journey. I feel like I'm in a movie, and it's so real and so vivid, and she's she explains things in such detail and it's and then you know when we feel that this presence come in the room she'll sometimes start crying before or, or i will or so it's it is really unique and um you know it, it it just um you know like i said i'm her biggest fan because i get to i get the honor to get to witness it and be part of it and um you know the the two of us you know we feel blessed to think God <laughs> that we're able to do this work together because like we said it hasn't been easy so we're there to support one another because you know we'll get people that say don't say God and then we'll say people that say well you're not using Jesus or we get people that say you guys are weirdos or we get people that say you know you're scammers and you know so we get all sorts of things so we're blessed that we're able to do it together and that you know we're we're this means the world to us you know our hearts, our souls, everything go into these healings and, you know, we, we don't take them lightly. And so, you know, it, it does hurt when people do, um, you know, say things like that to us because, you know, we have We're such sensitive. pure intentions. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are probably not going to say it. I mean, most people, I think they have very limited perspective and they don't want to do anything that they're unfamiliar with. That's why I, I always feel like everything that, that we have in our world, nothing is guaranteed, nothing is certain. I guess there, there's an illusion of comfort, but people maybe yeah. they're not willing to go beyond that illusion. So, I mean, I, but there's nothing guaranteed in life. Nothing. Well, you I know? think there's so one thing: if you eat a lot of pizza, you will get fat. And I know that because no matter <laughs> how many times I eat pizza, I do not lose any weight. So I'm going to say that's the only thing I know. Okay. I hate that. That's such a bummer. Too, well, right? I, <laughs> and also the older you get, the older you get, the more things are. That getting up, you actually get up off the chair. When I was in my twenties, like no problem. Now, like I'm like just about forty, I get up off the chair. I have to plan ahead. I'm like, jeez, oh, <laughs> I have to put on a, put on a calendar <laughs> reminder for that. So, I don't know. Maybe you guys. Would I, I also want to say too, with our <laughs> healing work, and Sherry was saying that we're, you know, we're so honored that we get to do this. If it wasn't for what we see in transpire in each person that we touch, it'd be easier to walk away. But we yeah. can't walk away because we know we're making a difference. And if, if people go to our website, we have a list of everything that has been healed with, you know, with doctors um, seeing, with, with them taking no treatments with, from everything from physical to um, emotional 
pain. Um, suicidal. But suicidal. And it, it's, there's just, there's just nothing that God can touch. But I can tell you one thing that we'll, we'll have our, our intention is for everyone to receive a miracle. But not everyone does receive that miracle. And why is that? What, who gets to pick and choose who gets to be healed? Well, our intention is that everybody is healed. Everyone that comes in there will receive something. They'll receive, they'll, they may receive a loved one come in the room that they felt. They may receive the words that they needed. They may receive that they, you know, they were told they're going to die in a month and they get a year and a half. So they get the gift of more time. We never know what it is, but we have had, um, you know, people say that they weren't healed. I'll never forget this one woman saying, well, what is a miracle? She goes, a miracle is if you have expectations of you being going in and wanting that specific thing healed, but maybe it was the miracle that came in a whole different way. She was touched. She, she, maybe she received her faith. There's just so many different things that can happen. So I just want, you know, to say that we, never know who is and who isn't and how they're going to be touched or how they're going to be changed or healed. But our intentions are always for them to receive the miracle that each and every person here deserves. Now, when you have psychic mediumship on steroids, you're both collaborating together, (laughs) are you able to (laughs) channel information and insight about the foreseeable future, not only from human spirits that have passed, people no longer in the physical form, but God and other conscious beings that may not even be human. Are you able to facilitate communication with them and extract information about what's going to happen in the foreseeable future if humanity does not change its trajectory? And have you ever gotten any insight about whether or not humanity is about to come in contact with other beings from other planets? I mean, are we finally going to have it where we, we're, you know, we're part of an interplanetary system, a community? Well, you, you know, we in our book, Direct Connected, we, we did receive a lot of different visions through the years, 20 years of our spiritual journey that we were on, and we wrote those things out, and some of those things were crazy, and you know what? They did, they did all happen in time. So, yes, we do get things that will happen, but we don't know when that's going to happen. Sure. So, what were some of those things? Um, um, for instance, Sherry, you, you were told many years ago that there was going to be a tsunami, and she knew. Yeah, Didn't yeah, you have was, the date too? I had, but the not date. the year. It was, yeah, yeah. I had the, no. I had that. It was a year from this date. I was told there was a tsunami, and it was the one. Um, oh boy, in that island. I, I'm off track, but I'd written it down, and I told my kids before they went to school and they all looked at me, they're crazy. I said, there's going to be something happening today. There's going to be this huge tidal wave. And I, I shared it with my kids because I'd had a dream about it. And um, and when they came home by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it happened. What I'm supposed to do with that, I, I don't know. And I've had several dreams like that. I, I, I write them down and date them, what I'm supposed to do. But mine mine mostly come in dream form where I receive something. And, um, you know, I've also received insight um you know, Deborah and I will pray about things and we'll say, you know, give us a dream. And we're shown a lot of the times, but we don't really, we, we don't tap into, we haven't really set our intentions to go, okay, what's going to happen in the future? These things have kind of come to us, but we haven't, you know, collaborated and said, hey, let's, you know, see, you know, what's going to happen in the future. Are there any beings? We haven't really set um, out to do that. To touch any kind other, of come right? to us, just organic. Yeah, kind of come to us. And mine always come in dream form. Well, in a healing session, though, we have been told things that that were for the person's future, and we, we never are ones to say things for the future. But it might they might say, "Well, your daughter is going to have a son. Um, don't tell your daughter that, but the son is coming, and he's going to have yeah. the father's eyes, or he's going to be look like this, and they'll send us pictures that the baby um, came like." Within three months or th- even three weeks after we voiced it, that they were pregnant. So things like that will come through for people, but never anything negative. There's never anything, you know, that oh, you're going to get a car wreck or this type thing. No. Never comes through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
it, it's I think we're focused when we go in there on that specific person. Um, so we really haven't, I, I think, tapped into that. We haven't even tried it. I don't think it's something that we were even thinking of doing, but that's a good question. See, I'm glad. You see, you, you both seem very responsible with your gifts and ability. I would be – I'm actually thankful I don't have it because I'd be so irresponsible. I would be like one of those <laughs> kids on Instagram that instead of like taking the money and like the end of the world, I'm spending it all on cars and gold plated, you know, costumes. <laughs> so it's a good thing because you're putting it together for Trust us, we haven't mm-hmm. been able to, to, to manifest that. So, you know, we haven't, I think that, you know, you everybody's given these, I, I definitely think there are people that can tap into that for sure. Um, but I think that just wasn't our specific gift. Okay. Which one of, and also you have this book called <laughs> A Direct Connection to God, True Stories of Hope, Healing, and Miracles, which seems to get a, a huge response. What would you say would be some of the um, greatest uh, takeaways from that book? Uh, I think our greatest takeaway, well, I think it's, Number one, it gives people hope, and that's, you know, I think that's the biggest thing in this crazy times right now. If you're able to give people hope by reading these words, you know, I think they're really positive stories in the, in the book. And so it's a read for anybody. You don't have to be, you know, religious or anything. But I think our greatest miracle that Deborah and I have um, witnessed together was a, um, a professor that came in and complete skeptic. And they didn't tell us anything about him when he came in. Um, we knew he had cancer, but um, we didn't know where it was at. And um, Deborah went through a lot of pain. It was a crazy healing. And there's spiritual surgeons that came in the room. And he hopped off at the table afterwards. He's like, okay, thanks, girls. He didn't feel anything. He was like, okay, I did this for my family. Um, now, a week later, they went and got scans. Now, his daughter was really positive. She kept saying, I know you're going to be healed. I know this is where you're supposed to be. And so a week later, he went into get scans and um his cancer was completely gone he uh we had found out that he only had a two percent survival chance um he had um non-hodgkin's lymphoma in the spine and in the brain and it was completely gone and, and to this day he's still healed so um when you see something like that happen with no doctor treatment you know it it brings you to your knees and we have that in our book and and that's when and yeah I the doctors in the moment yeah, the doctors didn't even believe it. But I think that's the moment when Deborah and I looked at each other and we knew uh, this is God. And that's where that's where we're so strong in it because we just feel like where else does this miracle come from? And, you know, we felt it. She went through a lot. I went through a lot. After that healing, we were both taken down. We were like, you know, for a couple days. And so I think that was our biggest, greatest miracle. But I think any time, even from the smallest, when you – can give anybody a glimpse of hope and you can, you know, if their lights turned off and you can be the one that turns that light back on. Wow. That's, we, our job is done. And, and to be able to inspire people. I mean, we just got an email the other day and just a simple, this young man came and just said, you know, you, you guys inspired me and you know, that touches our hearts. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. from, it could, yeah, think, it could be from the smallest I to think, the biggest. And when we wrote this book, we were told which which stories to tell because we believe when one person's healed, another can be healed. So the 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 words in these books hold a frequency. They hold value that if somebody else is going through, you know, substance abuse or suicide or anything like this, they depression. could read that chapter. Depression, yeah, and they could be healed through those words. So some people will say, oh, my gosh, I couldn't, it is so emotional when I read the book that I have to put it down. I can't go through each chapter by chapter. And other people will say, oh, my gosh, I can't put the book down because I just felt so inspired I had to finish it from cover to cover. So it's a book that we wrote knowing that those words were voiced. We transcribed each and every one of our healings. So those were not our words. You'll you'll be able to read the words that came through for that person, and feel them yourself when reading them. Excellent. And uh, Deborah and Sherry, I have two more quick questions for you. Actually, the first one is: Would it be possible for just thirty seconds to cast an intention of a prayer 
to mm. ask the people that are listening right now that if they just close their mind and focus, we're just going to give 30 seconds of silence. I'd like to know if the both of you can focus all the love, peace, and love and healing within your heart on the person who's listening right now. And I will do the same. And we can maybe just focus our energy and love on the person. So whoever's listening, you know, they, they get that energy, they get that love, they get the compassion. And is it okay if we do that together? That's beautiful. All yeah. right. I'll start it off real quick. All right. Our beloved person who's listening to this program, I want to say it is an honor to have you as a listener. And wherever you are in life, whether you be in a place of happiness or a place of despair, you are in a place of love and peace. Uh, all of us who are on this program right now love you from the very depths of our heart. And you're with us right now. And we are at this moment for 30 seconds just going to give silence. And we are going to shower you with love and compassion from our hearts. Embrace this love and compassion and go about your life and live it to the best of your abilities and just here for you. We love you. So here we go. All right, so I uh, hope um got some of that love, got some of that going. And the final mm -hmm. question we have for Miss Deborah and Miss Sherry is this. Yeah. Is there an affirmation that you'd recommend to someone saying each and every day that would yes. empower themselves or <laughs> make mm -hmm. themselves feel good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we start off, yeah, I think that we start off at the end of the healing. And um, I just want to say, Ryan, thank you for doing that because I think if that was done, you know, the, the power of that, it, it's so powerful that everybody felt that love. I felt it. And, and, um, so thank you for that intention. But I think, you know, everybody could say, I'm healthy. I am healed. I am whole. Um, I am deserving. I am worthy. So I think those are important. I'm healthy. I'm healed. I am whole. I am deserving. I am worthy. And those those words alone sitting there, you know, we'd recommend getting a candle, sitting down every day and, and saying those words. I'm healthy, I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm worthy, I am deserving. And that's powerful right there. Miss I'm loved, yes. Excellent. Miss Deborah Martin, Miss Sherry Gettin, I want to thank you so much for being with us today again. Miss Deborah Martin, Miss Sherry Gettin, our intuitive healers. They are authors. They are seen nationwide. You can learn more about them by going to their website at Deborah and Sherry with one R. Sherry.com. Deborah and Sherry.com. Deborah and Sherry, it was an honor and a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much for bringing your love, your compassion, your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. We appreciate you. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show. Special thanks to our amazing guests, Ms. Deborah Martin, Ms. Sherry Gettin. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor. Ms. Lisa Kaza and Ms. Kaza Sellers. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, this is Ryan, host and executive producer of the Outer Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show, here today to tell you about the Outer Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show virtues. Miss Carrie O'Connor, psychic medium, psychic empath Lisa Kaza, and astro phenom Constance Stellis. All three of these individuals are powerful metaphysical seers, teachers. I love talking to them, and I think you should talk to them as well. Psychic medium Carrie O'Connor, which you can find her at CarrieO'Connor.com, will provide a lot of insight on your life. She visually sees spirits. She can tell you all kinds of great information, facilitate communication with your loved ones. Awesome. Check her out, CarrieO'Connor.com. Then you've got the Astro Phenom, Miss Constance Stellis. You lay out your birthday. She'll tell you about where your chart is, where you're headed to, some of the things you can predict, whether or not you're in astrological compatibility with that uh, Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful you're currently dating. See if that can happen. Learn about, more about Miss Constance Stellis by going to her website at ConstanceStellis.com. And then, of course, we have Psychic Empath, Miss Lisa Kaza at LisaKaza.com. 
Lisa Kaza is so amazing. She's direct, straightforward, going to give you the straight, honest truth. She provides a tremendous amount of insight into where you're going and where you're, some of your biggest decisions. Lisa is very unique, hard-hitting, powerful. Lisa Kaza, Constantellas, Carrie O'Connor, all virtues that you can hear on a regular basis on the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. I've talked to 75 psychic beings or more plus in my life. I think these three individuals stand out. They are amazing. I love them to death. Be sure to contact them and learn more about all of them by going to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Want to be heard or seen in front of millions of people? Want to be an expert on TV or radio? Goldman McCormick PR is a New York City-based public relations agency that specializes in traditional and social media placement for law, finance, media, and corporate-based clients. Goldman McCormick PR also are specialists in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information. GoldmanMcCormick.com. 